Scripture is not discerned by opinion. You cannot rightly apply the Bible until you first rightly divide the Bible. We do not get to decide what the Bible means. We get to discover what the Bible means. Welcome to Rightly Dividing with Ron Anderson. On this episode, I'm going to share a part of my testimony. Probably going to take a series of episodes, perhaps two or three, to cover everything that I'd like to share with you. So to begin this episode, I'd like to start at the beginning with my childhood. I grew up in a rural kind of setting outside of a small town of about 3,000 people when, when I was young growing up. It's about a mile to walk in town. Uh, it was a stable home life, well cared for, well provided. Um, did the typical things in a rural that you'd think of a rural setting. Did a lot of outdoor things. Was in the woods a lot, hunting, fishing, um, those kinds of activities that you'd think of someone growing up in a rural setting. We were a church-going family. Every Sunday we went to church, unless we went to our cabin in Potter County, but. Otherwise, we went to church, and there were very few exceptions for not going to church on Sunday. We went to a mainline denomination church, and I remember learning Bible stories, the typical stories that everyone is taught that goes to a church. Daniel and the lion's den, Noah's ark, those kinds of things. David and Goliath. I remember those in the flannel graph and all of those kinds of things in the little classroom, the stuffy little classroom. What I don't remember is a strong evangelistic outreach. I do not remember messages centered around a strong gospel invitation to be born again, to be saved. Perhaps that happened. I just don't recall that happening in the church that I attended. I was saved, actually, at a film crusade at my local high school where, where I went to high school. And... Each night of the week, five nights of the week, there was a neighbor to our home where I grew up that would invite kids to go to the, to the high school to watch, this, to watch these films each night of the week. So the, the way to entice the kids or to invite the kids would be to tell them we'd stop for ice cream on the way home if you go, go watch the movie. And so we did. We went to the movie with Pow Kids in their, in their, I think it was an Oldsmobile, a big, big car, and pile as many kids as you could in there and get them to um, go watch the evangelistic film. And I remember going, and each night we'd stop for ice cream. The last night, Friday night, of that week-long series, the gospel became so clear to me. It was so simple. It was so understandable. I had to respond. God saved me that night, and my life changed drastically. I was 13 years old, going on 14 at the time. And from that moment, I determined in my heart I was going to be a pastor. I was going to be a minister. That's what I was going to do. That might sound honorable, but there's a problem with the who was calling the shots in my life. You see, I took the approach at that moment that I was telling God what I was going to do for Him as though... He needed me to do something for him. I'm going to come back to that part of my testimony in a future episode, so you'll want, to, you'll want to listen to all of them to see how that turns around and how God worked in my life. So from that point on, 
the night that I was saved, I was going to be a pastor, and I was given that night uh, what I think is my first Bible. There might have been a Bible in our home. I don't recall. There probably was somewhere. I don't remember seeing it or using it for anything, but I was given this living Bible, and I about wore it out reading through it. I wanted to know. I wanted to learn, and fortunately, the neighbors who took us to the film crusade were very good at discipling and mentoring. And I remember taking that, that Bible, this, this Bible in my hand, and walking across the lawn to the neighbor's house and asking question after question as we'd sit down at their dining room table. And there were no, there were no pastors in the family. They just lived their faith in whatever field vocation that God had called them to. They lived out their faith. And one was a mine electrician. One was a school teacher. Um, one worked in the steel mill. Uh, so they had all different kinds of vocations, but they would take time. Any time that I wanted to ask questions, I was never turned away. I was always invited in to sit down at their table, and they would take whatever time uh, was necessary to open up and answer questions for me, to teach me how to read the Bible and, and how to study and how to grow. And I remember that vividly, and I, I cherish those memories and that family. It was so influential in the first few months, the first few years, and even onwards. Uh, in my life and just so critically important. I want to stress the importance of discipling and mentoring new believers. It is so vitally important to get someone who is new in the faith grounded and walk alongside them and be patient while they grow. Um, maybe there were times where they got tired of seeing me walk across the lawn. They never said so, and I was never turned away. So I, I just appreciate that so much, how they invested into me. Um, cherish that to this day. So that started me then attending their church, and the reason was because I don't remember a youth group per se in the church that my, my family and I had attended as I was growing up, and the, the neighbor's church had a youth choir, and I was very interested in music. I liked to sing, and this was an opportunity for me to go to this church and immediately be involved in a youth choir, which was something I was, I was interested in. I wanted to do that. So I remember going the first time to their home, which is where the youth choir would practice, and walking into their living room and sitting there amongst all these young people. I knew a few of them, maybe, maybe six or eight of them, because we went to the same school. We all kind of grew up on the same road but went to different school districts. And so I remember walking in, recognizing a few people that I knew who they were, but there was one young lady sitting there. I didn't know who she was, but I knew from the moment that I met her, that I saw her, that was going to be my wife. She was going to be my wife. Um, so I, I went to my first youth choir um, practice at my neighbor's house, and I was I was. 14 going on 15, and she at the time was 13 going on 14. And I knew the moment I saw her, I can't tell you what we said, I can't tell you what we sang, I can't tell you what we practiced, but I can tell you what she was wearing. Uh, that that uh, memory is burned into my mind, and I've joked around a few times with folks, and even with her, that when choir practice was over, I wanted to pick her up and take her home. Um, I didn't, probably would have gotten a little bit of trouble for that. Uh, but I remember as we were all leaving from that, that choir practice that I went to one of the young ladies who went to the same school that I did, and I asked her, who is that? What, what is her name? And I went home, and in my mind, in my heart, I knew, for, 
I knew for absolute certainty that was going to be the woman that I was going to marry. And that's the woman that, that I married, and we've been together since 1978 as husband and wife. And I will tell you this, I never, I never held another girl's hand. I never kissed another girl. Um, she has been the one and only always and forever, and that is a precious gift that God has given to me. And so we ended up then, of course, dating as much as we could as young as we were. We weren't really allowed to officially date until she turned 16. And, uh, but we uh, then started officially dating, and we were married in 1978 and began our family. And there are some details that are coming after that with my us growing our families together and how God brought us into ministry and some of the transitions and um, moments that he brought us through, uh, the ways that God worked in our lives, some of the miraculous ways that God provided for us in some very difficult and trying situations. And I want to share those things with you, uh, because not about me, uh, though, the, though the, the testimony is mine, the glory is his. I want to, I want to honor him and glorify the Lord for how he has provided in my life. And so I invite you to tune in for the next or uh, stop back in here at, at Rightly Dividing for the next episode as I continue on this sharing my testimony with you. So if you have any questions concerning my testimony or, or Bible passages or things that you find difficult, uh, send them in to rightlydividingtheword215 at gmail.com. Or you can put them down in the comments section below this video. Make sure to like, share, subscribe, and hit the notification bell so that you'll be aware of when other videos are posted. Look forward to seeing you again on the next edition of Rightly Dividing with Ron Anderson. Take care and God bless.